This is Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast of the slightly unusual. Here's your host, Peter Anthony Holder. Hello and welcome to Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast that will take you off the beaten path, introducing you to people who have slightly quirky hobbies or businesses. For generations, kids learned a murderous poem, usually while playing jump rope. It was, Lizzie Borden took an axe. She gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Lizzie Borden got away. For her crime, she did not pay. That's a fun little ditty to help children exercise. And it was all too real, because, allegedly, Lizzie Borden did take an axe back on August 4th, 1892, and rendered herself an orphan. And if the thought of this story excites you, well, you can stay at the Lizzie Borden house, bed, and breakfast. The house remains standing on its original spot in Fall River, Massachusetts. Now, you would think that a dwelling that was home to a heinous, brutal double murder, would have long been destroyed. Well, that's not the case. I know for a fact it's one of the only houses in Fall River within that area that are from that time period. And after the murders, the Bordens later, like, they they didn't live in the house, they sold it. It was a private residence for decades. And for some reason, this was the house that just survived. And uh, I, for one, don't know if that's attributed to the the popularity of the crime back in the day, that it was never destroyed or, or what have you. But I'm so thankful that it wasn't. The house in and of itself is just a gorgeous time capsule. Just walking around the the different corridors, the different rooms, it's just such a beautiful house. The wood is all original. That's Andrew Luciano, the expansion director at the Lizzie Borden House. Not only is it still standing, it was a single-dwelling house for 100 years after the murders, up until the 1990s. Today... You can get tours through the house during the day. We cater to a few different kinds of people. We have the Umbrella Company, which is U.S. Ghost Adventures. We operate ghost tours nationally. On that side, we also offer daytime tours through WeJunket.com, which that's more of a history-focused and culturally-focused grouping of tours. So the house is so prevalent within our company because during the daytime, we offer house tours through the different rooms of the house and you get to hear the history of like the murders and Bordens. It's almost a true crime history tour. The daytimes, we cater to all the history buffs. We cater to all like the true crime enthusiasts. And at night? Then at night, it switches gears and we have the ghost enthusiasts. So we offer ghost tours and ghost hunts. And of course, the majority of odd experiences people encounter are when they're in the bedroom sleeping at night. Ghosts, you say? In your time in working there, have you seen anything that might give you pause? It was like my first week there. I was doing all the niceties, meeting everyone like on staff, and I was talking to a housekeeper, and I offered to take her basket down to the basement where we have like the laundry room. Oh, this is the beginning of a slasher film. I can see this. Okay, go ahead. Quite honest with you, I always thought the ghost thing was like, 
just full of crap. <laughs> so I'm helping her with her basket, taking this down the stairs, and there's a linen closet in the back. And I see someone, this is 12 in the afternoon, plain as day, someone walk from the linen racks around the corner into like the little storage unit that we have for like the merchandise. And I say, oh, hi, my name's Andrew. It's nice to meet you. I'm filling in for the week. And the housekeeper behind me goes, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, there's a like the other housekeeper. And she goes, I'm the only one scheduled today. And I was like, what? <laughs> I walk behind this corner. There's no one there. And it wasn't like a sh I saw a shadow. It wasn't a corner of my eye thing. It scared the hell out of me. That's not necessarily something you want to hear when you're hiring staff to work at a haunted historical house. Unless, of course... You're interviewing the kids from Scooby-Doo. The house is creepy. So like on all the interviews when I'm hiring like uh, housekeepers, tour guides, I'm always like, are you okay with like the creepy stuff happening? Because it's like the housekeepers are in and out like all the time alone. And the third floor frequently I hear like whispering. It's like it's not vents. It's, it's just it's so creepy. It's a creepy house. If you are planning to stay overnight at the Lizzie Borden house, there are several posted house rules that you must abide by. Some state that there is no smoking or vaporizing in the house. If we see you smoking, we are going to assume that you are on fire and take the appropriate action. Another rule states, no alcohol is permitted on the property. We have already had two fatal head injuries in the home. Yeah, we pump in little quips like that throughout the tour, throughout the, the website, just because we, we try and have a little bit of levity to an otherwise very dark happening or event in the house. Another rule states, we love children at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast Museum. Only children seven years of age and over are allowed for overnight stays as a courtesy to our guests. As far as the ages go, you'd be a, a, so surprised at the amount of children that are very interested in the true crime aspect of this story. Honestly, we had no idea that there were this many very young kids so interested in a grisly murder. Actually, a few days ago, I just gave a seventh grader an entire interview for her history class. And, and it was just so fascinating. She, I, I swear she knew more than I did. Kids really, really do find the story just fascinating, along with adults. As I did say earlier, Lizzie was acquitted of her alleged crime. So, well over a century later, what's the consensus? Guilty? or not guilty. So every day we get this question from the history buffs to the ghost enthusiasts. Did she do it? And I'm always so astounded at the amount of people that don't realize how much of a genuine clue game this murder was. All of the different guides at the house that are in and out of this house every day have just such different opinions and all are valid. But what do you think, Andrew? Personally, I or the consensus in the house amongst all of us are the facts that are what Lizzie did after the murders. She started the Potter League. She helped 500 immigrant families at the time find successful housing and employment. She was deeply involved in the artistic community. She just did so much good after the murders, whether she did or did not do it, which is highly, highly debated. What we do know is what she did after the murders and after she was acquitted and the amount of people that she did help. If she did do it, I'm Pretty sure she had her reasons. And if she didn't do it, she lived very humbly and helped a good amount of people. You can make an argument for both sides. One, that she didn't do it, and th this was just the kind, wonderful, sweet woman that we knew her to be after the murders. Or she did do it, and she was trying to atone for the murders. 
So yeah, all of the guides within the house have their differing opinions. It's, it's just so fascinating that until we get some diehard evidence or another letter pops up, which they do pretty frequently, or like a, a, a writing of some sort when people are selling like an older house and, and see the LB um, signature, yes, I don't think truthfully we'll ever know if she did or, or did not do it or who actually did do it if she did not do it. You know, working in the house for this amount of time and, and seeing just what a has come to light within the past like three or four years the different letters we've found through different people sending in like letters that she wrote and then getting them verified it's it's just i'm hoping that one day we will find out and the house will have some closure but sadly i have my doubts that that will ever happen well the problem is these murders took place over a hundred years ago so i guess there's no one left to axe if you're interested in spending the night at the Lizzie Borden House Bed and Breakfast, check out their website at lizzie-borden.com. And sweet dreams. Business beyond bizarre. Kai Michelson is an inventor in Minnesota. His mind is rather unique. It has come up with such creations as the rocket-powered toilet and the rocket-powered coffee pot. One of his most recent aha moments was when he created a motorcycle that is powered by beer. When talking to someone who creates a beer-powered motorcycle, the first question really is a no-brainer. That question is, why? Well, I don't drink beer, and the price of gas kind of put two and two together. What do you need? God, you got, you got to build something that runs on beer. Consequently, we built a motorcycle that runs on beer. Kai can make this crotch rocket run on anything, but right now, he's working on beer. See, the idea of this was to go to a bar, you know, a bike, good biker bar, grab the guy's beers and pour them into the gas tank, but it really doesn't go in the gas tank. It goes into the frame rail down inside where the keg is, and inside that keg is a high-pressure vessel with a heater core. And it heats that beer up at uh, 400 degrees, 300 degrees, and then the, when you open up the throttle valve, it goes through these two side pipes, the converging, diverging nozzles. Once that beer hits the atmosphere, it expands 1,600 times and pushes against the nozzle, which that, thus gives you thrust and makes you go. I've already mentioned the rocket-powered toilet and the rocket-powered coffee pot. Clearly... Kai likes rockets. We've run a lot of stuff out here in Minneapolis. Uh, I should say Bloomington, Minnesota. Rocket-powered roller skates, rocket-powered bike, rocket-powered motorcycles, all skates, the wheelchairs. We would, we've flown an outhouse, full-size outhouse. We've flown a full-size coffin. So nothing's really sacred. Yeah, we put rockets on everything. Inventing things is something Kai has been doing since childhood. Actually, it goes way back to the day when I was in uh, grade school. I'm dyslexic, and they didn't know what dyslexia was, and they, they, they couldn't teach me to read and write. I had a really tough time in school, and seeing my math book did me no good, I uh, cut it out, and I built a radio inside of it, and I brought it to school, and the teacher freaked out, and then she got to the point that she couldn't believe that I built that. First positive thing I ever got, but got out of the teacher's mouth. And that was building stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm 84 years old. I've been building stuff all my life. You know, I, I brought together, brought to school. I took my mother's uh, pickle jar, put a piece of wood in the bottom, the top, put two nails through it, 
I plugged it in a hundred ten with a hot dog, and I called it Kaiser Creamator. <laughs> you could cook hot dogs in a bit or something like that. But I've always been a creative guy. I've always thought of things that that haven't been built before, and that's what I like. I like the weird things, and that's that's kind of my deal. Any guy who would build a rocket-powered toilet probably isn't driving around in just any ordinary car. Well, right now I drive a 1930 Chevrolet with the steering on the right-hand side. It came out of New Zealand. So that's our current vehicle, and maybe a Corvette and a few other toys are out there, yes. Kai likes to work on rockets with his son. I wonder what that kid's full name is. My son, Buddy, is actually his legal name is Rocket Man. It's Buddy Rocket Man Michelson. That's his legal name. Wow. Was he the kind of kid that could always build things just like you did? Yeah, he's actually way ahead of me, you know, at his age now. He's got a heck of a head start. Who knows what what direction and how far he'll go, but the sky's the limit, I'll tell you that. If he keeps thinking, uh, you know, the way that we think, he's just going to improve and keep continue to build things. He's already been in every state in the United States and, I don't know, six different countries. We actually put two rockets in the space. The other one we did 2014, he worked on that rocket. Okay, back to the rocket-powered motorcycle. Right now, it's still on a static bench in his garage. But once it's on the road, Kai thinks it will go pretty fast, perhaps well over 150 miles per hour. The big thing is you can jack the power up. The higher you bring the pressure up in that thing, the more thrust it's going to put out. And it's a matter of being able to hang onto the handlebars. It's all part of it. But see, we built a dragster that went 412 miles an hour in 3.22 seconds. That's the world's fastest quarter mile car. But you're strapped inside of that. Now, it's a different thing trying to hang onto a set of handlebars. But yes, I believe it could go pretty pretty close to that, yes. I haven't been really subtle in mentioning the rocket-powered toilet. You didn't think I was going to let that one slide by, do you? Well, that one came about because uh, the guys I hang around always know I'm building something. And I just finished building a twin-engine motorcycle. And I headed the show. And a group of people are standing around me and said, uh, Okay, Kai, what are you going to build next? Facetiously, I said, well, about the only thing I don't have is a rocket-powered toilet. About two weeks later, this big burly guy comes over to my house. He says, uh, Kai, I got something on the trunk for you. And here is this toilet. He says, I work for the state of Minnesota. I'm a plumber. Don't ask me any more questions. And he gave me this toilet. And it was pretty crusty looking. I threw it up on the table, sat back, and I handed it up to SS Flusher. And what exactly does a rocket-powered toilet called the SS Flusher do? This is actually powered by nitrous oxide in plastic. I like different forms of uh, propulsion. So we build a number of different types of uh, rockets with other kinds of propulsion. That's It runs on plastic. Plastic is a fuel. So I guess when you gotta go, you gotta go. Actually, this one can not only go, you can actually go it, but you can go someplace with it. Believe it or not, building rocket-powered anything wasn't originally Kai's day job. My day job many, many years ago was uh, I was a baker, actually. I, I can make a cake for you, too, if you want one. But, and I can I decorate it. But I got into racing when I was 16 years old. I, I, my first uh, racing, I got uh, motorcycles, and I built twin-engine motorcycles. Then I t- uh, top gas dragsters, and then I went to fuel dragster, and then I went into uh, rocket-powered cars. And we went from city to city or state to state. We ended up setting 72 state national and international speed record. A lot of those speeds from way back in the 70s they still hold we still hold those records but that led me out into hollywood and then i ended up working in the film business and doing special effects and stunt work and i don't know it just one thing just goes into another into another and it just keeps on there's no rhyme or reason all i'm gonna say is i'm a pretty lucky guy how does a guy who is a baker how have you not made a rocket-powered oven 
Well, that'd be easy. <laughs> Just put a container back on my rock, and I'll show you what an oven is. <laughs> wow. I think I've just given him his next idea. He could probably make snails in that oven. I'm sure someone would say, My, look at that escargot. Next time on Business Beyond Bazaar. We'll meet a woman in Ontario who makes jewelry out of the fruit of our loins. Yes, she's a magician with human emissions. And you'll meet a man in North Carolina who really likes his hot sauce. In fact, he has over 11,000 different kinds of hot sauce in his basement shrine. Basements are usually cool, but this one is off the Scoville scale. This has been Business Beyond Bazaar, a presentation of Flying Fish Communications and Group Fair Play. Thank you.